We're holding on the last line of your basement base, and we began yesterday going further into the deem of Yerakis, the deem of vegetables, as we saw in the Mishnah that the new year for vegetation is Rosh Hashanah. Yesterday we dealt with various deem of the vegetables, of the miser, the abundant of the vegetables, the miser, the rice of the grains. And then we concluded yesterday with giving a halacha that when are items considered to have grown? We said by Fenugreek Greek it's when it sprouts forth. But then we concluded that by olives and grains it's when it grows a third. And we asked, how do we know that? And we quoted a basic of Mikesh Shavashanim that in the seventh, end of the seventh year on Shemitah in Sukkis. And we said, what does that mean? How do you have Shemitah in Sukkis? That doesn't make any sense. Shemitah ends, and then Sukkot becomes year number eight. So how do you have Shemitah on Sukkot? The Gemara explained then, no, if the grain and the olives grew a third during the previous year, during Shemitah, then even in now, the eighth year, the Sukkot now the eighth year, they still has Kedushas, Shviyas on it. And we pick off from there on the last line, Amr Lei Rav Ravasi. So Rav says to Rav Asi, you just said that aforementioned that Locha, like we just spoke about, that the third grain, the third of the grain growing is considered the gear and therefore it has Kedushas, Shviyas, how do you know the Vosik said you're on Sukkis? How do you know it's referring to that it ripened a third back in the seventh year? Maybe it didn't ripen at all before Rosh Hashanah. And yet, maybe that's the Chiddush, the novelty of the Torah is. Maybe there's a fascinating Zeros Akasa that the Alachas of Shemitah go until Sukkis. Why are you learning that it means it grew a third? How do you know? Maybe there's a new Alacha. Maybe it's a new halacha that Shemitah goes until Sukkis. Answers the Gemara, loyal son Gedaitach. Says Ravasi, don't say that. Tehsevet says in the Torah, Chag Asif is At the Chag Asif, at the end of the year, my Asif, what does it mean by gathering? If it's referred to Sukkis, the Chag that comes when you harvest, but the Torah already said, when you gather in the stuff, so already knew that Sukkis is during that time. What does it mean, Asif? Katsir. It means harvesting. And it's teaching you that during Sukkis, you're harvesting that which is ripe. And then, what is the Pasuk teaching you? It's teaching you the unique halacha that which you harvest today on Sukkis has the din of the previous year of Shemitah. And now, what is that? How long does that take? That which I harvest today on Sukkis goes back by Shemitah. What produce is that? The old Rabbanan explains Rabasi five lines down. And the Rabbanan Chazal, their infinite wisdom, explained the Chaltvuash and Bechag. If you cut something down in Sukkot, it must be, it grew a third before Rosh Hashanah, and we're calling within Pitzis Hashanah, the close year goes by the previous year, and that's how we know this halacha, that if the grains and the olives grew a third of the previous year of Shemitah, they retained their Kedusha even during the eighth year of Sukkot. Ask the Gemara, the Gemara is still not happy. 
Says of Yirmiyah a question which I'm sure has plagued many of our brains. Many of us probably articulated and maybe we never even asked the question. Chazal really know the difference between a third and a dot less? 33 and a third percent and 33 and 0.1 percent? How could Chazal say that? Rav Yirmiyah said to Rav Zira, this is impossible. How could they know that the grain that grew exactly one third for a shot into the grain that grew a drop more, a drop less? How do they know that? Amar Lehi, Rav Zira responds, Lav, Amina, Lecha, did they not tell you, A pretty derogatory statement. Do not take yourself out of a lacha. That's how all measurements work. And this is such a fundamental rule we're about to learn. When Chazal give a measurement to Shir, all Shirim, as we're going to quote a few in a moment, Chazal had to come up with a cutoff point. They had to say a number. It's true, not necessarily is there a difference in that 0.01%. But Chazal had to get a cutoff point. And we give a few examples. Barba himsa, utaival, 40 saws, a kasher mikvah. Barba himsa, chaser kort, if it's missing one little bit, eno yachlet lobem. Kebeya mitama, if the size of be, it's tame, tomas eichlin. Kebeya chaser shumshum, it's missing one grain, one sesame, eno mitame, tomas eichlin. Shleisha, shleisha mitame, so he says that's how all measurements work. And this is everything. This is Ravias. This is Gzayis. This is Kebeya. This is all of Taira. All measurements, Chazal, were forced and had to create a cutoff point. And that is the same thing over here. And that's why we're going to say that things that grew a third during the Shemitah year will have Kedusha even in the eighth year in the Sheminis. Hadar Amar Rav Yirmiyah, so Rav Yirmiyah backed down and he said, Lam Melsi Damri, what I said is nothing. And let me tell you what I mean. The boy mide chavrayim Rav Kahano, because the chaverim, the friends, asked the Rav Kahano, Oymer Shekrivu Yisrael B'Knisasen Le'aretz, Mechan Ekrivu. Klal Yisrael is coming to Eretz Yisrael, and they have to bring a carbon Oymer. This is during the times of Yeshua. Where do they get the grain? In Taimer Da'il Bi'an Nachri, if you're going to tell me that they come to Eretz Yisrael and there are Goyim there that grew grain, they bought it from the Goyim, can't be. You have to harvest it and not the Goyim. So says the Gemara, one second, how do you know that they brought the carbon Oymah that there? We're sort of like pausing in the middle of a discussion and saying, wait, how do you know they brought the carbon Maybe they didn't bring the Oymah. Says Don't entertain such a possibility. Why not? They ate from the produce of land right after Pesach. So we see that they brought the carbon aimer, then they ate the produce, but not prior. Which, of course, that's what the carbon aimer does and makes allowed the new crop. So it must be that when they came, they didn't eat, then they brought the carbon aimer, and then they ate. So now we go back to our narrative. And says the Gemara, from where do they get the grain to bring the carbon aimer that first year of Bismani Yeshua? When he came into Eretz Yisrael, Amr Lehen Koshal Hevi Shlesh Bi'an Nachri. You know what it is? Anything that did not grow a third in the hands of the Nachri, then the Jews took it over. Now it grows a third in the Jewish hands. It's called the Jewish crop. Then they could bring that as the carbon nightmare. The same exact rule like we saw before, that when something grows a third, it's called that entity. Just like we grew a third in the hand of a guy, we called the Gaiish crop. If it grew a third in the seventh year, it's called the Shemitah crop. I asked the Gemara one second. How do you know? But maybe <clears throat> it already grew a third. But they didn't know. They didn't know if it was a third. Ella, what do we have to say? 
Must be Chazal were able to determine whether it was grown a third or not. So to in our case, this Zariah, like we said on top of the Amid, Chazal, their infinite wisdom, knew what was grown a third or not. And therefore, that's what we know that cranes and olives, once they grow a third, that is considered their complete growth. That is considered, that's where their year is defined by, I should say. Not their complete growth. That's when the year is defined. So if it grew a third in the seventh year, it's called a Shemitah produce. If it's less than a third in the seventh year, and the third is hidden in the eighth year, it's not Shemitah produce. Says the Gemara, still no proof. Excuse me. Maybe this man Yeshua, when they brought the carbon Aimer, maybe it didn't ripen at all. It didn't ripen at all. Maybe when they bought, again, we're talking about a case, they came to Eretz Yisrael, they need, they need grain. They're buying it from the Goyim, but we said it has to be Ketzircham, you have to harvest it. So maybe they bought it from the Goyim when it was completely a fresh crop, it didn't grow at all. And then it grew in the hands of the Goyim, in the Yidin. And then they cut it down, they brought the carbon Aimer. But maybe suggest the Gemara, but if it grew between less than a third and a quarter, maybe Chazal, maybe you can't determine that point. We're trying to bring a proof in the times of the Aimer that you could tell when a crop is a third grown. Ask the Gemara, maybe not. Answers the Gemara, Don't suggest that. It says in the Torah, It says that they went up from the Yardin Be'eser Lachidish on the 10th of the month. Now, a little bit of math. And I'm sure people were wondering this a moment ago. If you're going to tell me they come into Eretz on the 10th and they buy grains from the Gaim and it's completely a fresh crap. Five days later, they're going to harvest it. It goes from zero to grown in five days. That's not possible. So what must you have to say? Must be that it ripened a quarter or a six. Akati... Still, in five days, can go from a quarter grown to fully grown. The same question. What are you going to have to say? That's the land of the deer that expands. We know this already from the Gemara Zinyuma, from the Maimar Chazal, that Eretz Yisrael can hold an infinite amount of people and they go to Eil Regal, everyone would have space. So do over here, it was Eretz Vi. Eretz And therefore the Gemara concludes that we do not necessarily have a Raya. Again, let's just speak this out. It was a little bit difficult. We wanted to bring a proof that we're able to determine when something is grown a third. Why do I care? Because when something is grown a third, that's what we're saying is determine the year. And if it's going a third in the Shemitah year, it's din of Shemitah produce. It's going to, and if not, it's not a din of Shemitah produce. We wanted to bring a proof on this. When Claudius all entered Eretz Yisrael, Bismani Yeshua, they brought a carbon Aimer that first year. So it must be they bought it from the Kayim and they harvested it themselves. So we see it must be they bought it when it was less than a third and it grew a third in their hands. But at the end of the day, after the whole back and forth, the whole game of ping pong says the Gemara, no proof. Because maybe Eretz V, maybe it was a fresh crap. And in five days it shot up completion. Therefore, we don't have a proof that we necessarily could determine when a crop is a third grown. Says the Gemara, let's go back to the din that we started off with today. The halacha that one third is when it's considered the crop. Maskla Rav Chanino, Mimot is Amrit. What do we come from? We came from the Pasuk that said, Chag Asif. Are you going to tell me that when it says Asif, it means Ksir, it means harvesting? It says about Sukkis, what does it say? You should make for a Sukkah for seven days with everything that you gathered from the fleshing floor and from the wine vat. The Pasuk referring to the refuse of the, of the threshing floor and of the wine vat. And therefore it says the Gemara, 
the sukkah itself you're creating from that which comes from the harvest, from all these different, uh, the wine, the, the, the different refuse of the different grains, etc. And therefore, maybe when the Torah said, Chaga Asif, it's just talking the name of sukkahs. And it's not teaching me the din of Chaga Asif, that's a time of harvesting. And therefore, we have no raya. We're back to square one. How do we know that it grew a third? And that's when it's called the seventh year. Amar Avzeira, Hamelza, Havai Biyadan. I had it in my hand. Chanina came and threw an axe. Says the Gemara, you're right, Chanina, good question. We're out of a proof. We wanted to bring a proof that a crop is called a year when it grows a third. From Chaga Asif, talking about Bekir when it's harvested, it must be that it's a third. Says the Gemara, nothing doing. Chaga Asif just refers to the name of Sukkis itself. Ella Minalan, so therefore says the Gemara, what is the source? It says the Basik that Hashem says, I'm going to give my blessings for three years. Right now, we're in the middle of the Shemitah here. Hashem says, I'm going to give you a blessing in the sixth year, a crop for the sixth, the seventh, and the eighth. Explains the Gemara as we turn over to Amid Beis. I'll take me Lishalosh, Ella Lishlish. Rather, it means for a third of the crop. And that's what we see that once it is a third grown, that is where it determines which year it is. It's the third grown before Shemitah. It's a sixth year produce, third grown on Shemitah, seventh year, and not it's going to be eighth year. Ask the Gemara one second. We need the Pasuk to teach you Lishalashanim, that you get a three-year blessing, a three-year bracha. How could you use it to teach me the word Lishlish, a third? Ksiv Krachrino explains the Gemara. We have another Pasuk that says, The Pasuk says that you can eat all the way to the ninth year. So we have a different Pasuk telling me of the bracha that you're going to get. So we can darshan means lishish, teaching me that a third is the number, the third is the quantity that which the 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 plant, the crop is considered that year's produce once it grows a third. Says the Gemara Tanan Hasam. Let's continue further down this road about when the plant is considered a full plant. Tanan also we learned in the Mishnah. Different types of grains, rice, millet, poppy, shumshim, and sesame. They took root before Rosh Hashanah. Miss Asrin Lishavar says this Mishnah. When does the Meister go? In the past year. Mutar and Bishvius, and there's no problem with Shemitah. Why? Because they took root before Shemitah. That is the Mishnah. Says the Gemara, we're going to deal with this mission right now again. Rice, millet, sesame, etc. If it roots before Rosh Hashanah, it's the end of the sixth year, it's no problem. Seventh year, it's called Shemitah. Amar Rabbah, Amar Rabbanon. Said Rabbanon, Elam Asar Chanata. Trees go when the Chanata, when it blossoms, when the fruit comes out. Tvua vizetim basar shlish. And that's obvious kasha. Because you just said tvua, and you just said not by shlish when he shrieks you when it takes root. Yerik basar lakita. And vegetables go when it's picked. Honey, come on, Shabu Rabbanon. So what are these items like? When it says rice and millet, etc., what is it like? We have three choices. Is it when it blossoms? It is when it's a third or when it's picked. And you told me it's when it's Yishvishu. What's going on? And just to point out, parenthetically, this is such a porn halacha, everyone here in Eretz Yisrael, Yerik, Basar, Likita, which we spoke about in the beginning of the Masechta, vegetables go in their picked, which is the reason that right now, if you go and take a cucumber out of the ground, it has Kedusha Shviyas, and of course you can't eat it. Can't eat it for other reasons. You can eat Kedusha Shviyas. But that's the reason why all the vegetables that we're going to be buying right now are vegetables that came from the sixth year, and were picked in the sixth year, or from Chutzlar Torah Gai. Hadram Araba, so Rabba retracts. 
And says, Rabbi, since you crumble these items, these grains, these sesames, this millet, a few at a time, therefore they came up with a new determination. They go by when it takes root and not when it's picked because you go and you crumble them. What's going on? Why isn't it like a regular vegetable? And it should go when you pick it. What are you telling him? That the farmer should take everything and throw it on the threshing floor and, and crush it all up? Vinimsa, what's going to happen? Says Abayi, what's going on? And explains Abayi's problem. Basically, the question of Abayi is, you're creating a new gather, a new rule that millets and grains and rice Go by when they take root. Ask the Bayi what happens to the classical din that all vegetation goes when it is, excuse me, all vegetation like any other vegetable goes when it's picked. Miloy Tanyo, do we now learn in A? Braisa, Rav Yaisi ben Kibar, Aymer Mishim, Mishim Shazuri, Pola Mitzri, Shazaru Lizara, Miksasai. If I pull a Mitzri, this type of bean, that you planted it for the Shazaru Lizara, excuse me, that you planted it for the seed, Miksasai. And this, now you have a big problem. You planted it. Part of it took a root before Rosh Hashanah. Part of it took a root after Rosh Hashanah. So let's pause for a moment. Based on the Mishnah that we quoted four lines on the top, what would, it, would you say in this case? Part took a root now. Part took a root then. You tell me each part is separate because it goes by when it takes root. But yet, what does this price say? What does Rabbi Yisman Keeper teach me? Ain't Tarmin Umaishin Zels that why? So what do you do? What are you supposed to do? Explains the basement keeper. He takes all the stuff into the middle of the thrashing floor. So that's what you're supposed to do. You put it all in one pile, and you say what's new is new is old is old, and you don't run into any issue. So why are you saying in a mission everything goes by when it takes root? We see clearly not that way. Amar and we'll conclude with this, says Rabbah, Rashim and Shazuri Kamrit, what are you asking me? You ask me from a price of Rashim Shazuri, Rashim and Shazuri Savar, Yesh Bila, Rabban and Savri Ain Bila, tremendous, tremendous figures in chas, Yesh Bila or Ain Bila is considered a full mixture or not. Rashim Shazuri says, that whenever you have multiple items and you mix them all together, we assume yesh bila. Everything is mixed evenly, and therefore, even when there's different parts, some took root today, some took root tomorrow, it's no problem. It's all considered even, evenly mixed, and therefore, you could separate it at once. Whereas, it says, says Rabbah, the Rabbah didn't argue on that concept. They say, we have no way of knowing that it's completely mixed. And therefore, you would not be able to say that. And Amar, Rav Yitzhak, Bar Nachmeni, Amar Shmol, Alacha, that is the halacha. Tomorrow we're going to delve a bit deeper into this halacha. But again, let's just understand what we're holding right now, which tomorrow we'll get a bit deeper. But for right now, we had a Mishnah. And the Mishnah taught us that these different items go by the Ashrasha when they take root. We had a question that we saw clearly in a price of Shin Shazuri, not that way. And we're answering the price of Shin Shazuri is no question. Because he holds Yeshbi, he holds everything can be mixed together and it's not a problem. Whereas the Rabbanan disagree. Let, let's just explain one more detail that we Yishtikl glossed over. We can really see one Rashi before we call it a day. Rashi Prachim Prachim. When Rabbah explained the reason why these items go by the Ashrasha when they take root, Rabbah said, you know what the reason is? Because they're crumbled. They're made 
Prachim Prachim. So Rashi explains, you know what that means? Rashi explains that Moilim Alilis, like we learned that you're crumbling them in your fingers, Mafrichim Kenyas. But the point is, this is when they're harvested. And Rabbi was teaching us because they're not harvested all at once, they're harvested in parts, part now, part tomorrow. We have no choice, but it has to go by the Ashrasha when it takes root. And now, what was the Gemara's question? The Gemara's question was we saw Bryce of Shim Shizui, that even though things took root at different times, it still wasn't an issue. You just do everything in the center of the floor and take everything one another. So asks the Gemara and Rabba, why are you saying that we have an issue? That because they take root and you harvest them at different times, these grains, these mills, these sesames, because you harvest it at different times, therefore you're saying, what am I going to do? I must say it all goes by when it takes root. What's the big deal? Say, whenever you harvest them, ah, you're going to have some from this year and some from that year. No big deal. You'll throw it all into the threshing floor and then you'll separate and it won't be an issue. To that, the Gemara Rabba responded, Rishim Shizuri allows that. He allows it because he'll teach below automatically everything's considered mixed in one entity. The Rabbanan disagree. Because the Rabbanan disagree, now let's wrap it all up. That's why Rabba is teaching that I have no choice that since these are items that are frachin brachin, so harvested in pieces, I have no choice. I can't say that there's different times. So we're forced to say that I must go by the Ashrasha. We'll pick it up from here tomorrow.